Hi guys, welcome to another episode of African Travel. I'm with Trevor. We are at the Hideout Cafe, in National Art Gallery in Bulawayo. I always struggle to, to like their name is weird. Uh, Hideout Cafe is like a really cool cafe uh, thingy. They've got like vegetarian uh, drinks. Uh, you should try out Mchabezi. Have a king uh, breakfast. Like it's weird that we call them Have a King, but uh, that's another Thanks for having me. Uh, my name is Prince Sivanumathamu. I am a content creator, producer of a show that's known as Makriza Made Me Cook. I also double up as, as a cook uh, and sometimes, because of time, I'm also a fitness trainer. Love traveling. I'm a backpacker um, and love music. Loves music. Yeah. Yeah, so like I'm trying to get Prince to join me at some point in this journey <laughs> uh, to try and document food and yeah. eating and uh, or, like you know, like they always call authentic African cuisine. So what what they serve you, rice and what what? Yeah, another conversation. So my first question is like how. Has COVID changed the way that you work? Okay, um, I think when starting the channel, we started the channel at, I think it was just a week before COVID hit. So our first video was, I think, on the 21st of February, and I think COVID hit about two weeks' time. So I think to me, um, okay, on the content side, it was a blessing in disguise. Because what COVID did now was like, okay, let's shut down the world for a moment. Uh, let's put people in their corners. So when you're in the corner, you now you have to start thinking now. You have to start, uh, what am I doing? What are my plans? Um, so within Makriza, that's why I think the conceptualization of the whole program was uh, sort of like built when COVID started. But on the other hand now, as a traveler, uh, Ashman, you know us as Africans, we're travelers. Uh, we, we, it's within our DNA, it's in our, to us to move from one place to, to the other. So when they also shut us down, it was also the body was like what's going on here now and i think mentally also was challenging on on my side not getting to meet going to raw areas uh going to the parks uh just around zim so it was difficult especially the first lockdown uh that one which was very very tight was was uh, difficult on our side um but like i said i think it was also blessings in disguise it was a blessing in disguise and also opportunities on our side on how can we I think from a tourism perspective, uh, we always used to go around pitching ideas. Uh, on, uh, we are a fan of domestic travel, local travel. Uh, so much inspired by what Short Left is doing in South Africa. On Everyone wants to do a Short Left. Short Left. Everyone <laughs> wants to do a short left across the continent. Across the continent. Because yes. I think it's a, it's a good prototype on what they're doing, in encouraging people to, to go. Because I always find it strange. Do you find when you go to Vic Falls, there's a person who's never been to Vic Falls who stays in Vic Falls? There's a problem there. You go to Nyanga, there are people who have never uh, gone to Fumba Mountains. So I think it was also a call on how the domestic side of tourism can utilize that gap. Um, but you find, uh, we would say, okay, we understand why people don't travel domestically. The issue of the disposable income. Because uh, you can't go to Matobo so you don't have minimum at all. <laughs> so it was now mixing those two and how these uh, operators, these organizations could now scale up on domestic tourism. Yeah, I think that, that also limitation on the food, no more street food, they couldn't do that. Uh, our shoots were also limited in where we were to go because if you look at the show, we are predominantly in the rural areas. 
were predominantly on uh, with our backpackers. Uh, so that was affected uh, due to, to COVID. Yeah. And um, with that in mind, like how can like tourism businesses, uh, especially like uh, those that are looking on pushing domestic tourism, uh, capitalize around um, culinary tourism and celebrating uh, Zimbabwean cuisine and showcasing Zimbabwean cuisine to the domestic market, but also potentially to the international market. Okay, I, I think you you spoke about uh, when you're discussing the menu of the hideout. Um, in in that, firstly, I think these establishments need to define what Zimbabwean cuisine is, because it it would be unfair for someone coming from England. And then we say Zimbabwean cuisine, then they get English breakfast in the morning. And it's called Mzirias. It's called Mzirias, <laughs> breakfast. Mzirias didn't eat that in the first place. So I think we just need to get the basics first. Because uh, honestly, we are still building a food culture in Zimbabwe. Um, in the sense that you can't even in the city of Libulawa to say I can... Now somewhere to eat like local cuisine. You have to scratch your head, man. You have to like... Okay, there is besides fish and chips, besides yeah. Russian and and those uh, other types. So, but to the world, we think that's our original cuisine, but that's not. So we need to define what uh, Zimbabwean cuisine is, and look at how these uh, agencies can just, I think, engage firstly with people. There, I know there are people on the ground who are doing this, like us. <laughs> uh, so it's sort of like. Uh, draw, uh, I think you spoke about the issue of road mapping and, and stuff where you can understand what the cuisine is. Then two, taking forward is, I think I think another challenge, Trevor, is we don't have confidence, confidence in our food. I think that's where, because when you go to uh, Holiday Inn, there's only a certain day where these, these cuisines are served. They will say Thursday is Africa, African Cuisine Day. Then the other the rest of the days. So we are in Africa, but we're not in Africa. Uh, so when someone comes here, and uh, fair and fine, if you you're coming from England and you, you you've got a fillet steak, uh, medium, it's, it's it's nice on your side. But you also want to experience something different. Um, I think that's the essence of traveling: open up your mind, open up new experiences. And food plays a pivotal role in in that. Where you go there and say, "I ah, know I ate a dish of amatlimb." When I was in Bula, hey, what am I thinking? Well, these are Mopani, uh, uh, so on, so on. So I think that's that's what they need to do is engage, uh, research, uh, and also bring out these cuisines on a on a regular on a regular basis. Then I think the tourists might also adopt. Then going forward, on what they need to also think outside the box. I think COVID taught us that, and now there's so many developments in terms of digital marketing. Uh, what what we saw on COVID was a boom in, in this technology, uh, social media, Zoom. They now need to to use those devices, have a proactive approach in using social media, website development, because um, people now are on their phones. It's the the conventional way of marketing of the posters, it's, I, I think it's it's dead. Um, so I think that's what they have to do going forward. Yeah, and um, uh, what is the one lesson uh, that COVID has taught you? I, I, I think one lesson, we, as human beings, we are united. We might uh, say this and that, but COVID showed us that there's a connection within the world, the global world. And it's unfortunate we had to experience COVID to understand that. But um, if you look at it from a cultural aspect, dimension, 
look at here in Southern Africa, look at in Africa in general, how we are connected, not only on our skin, uh, just look at the whole view, the philosophies as Africans. That was uh, amplified uh, during COVID and also take it to a global stage. What happens to another country can actually have impact in, in a country like here in Zimbabwe. So there is a global connection, which, which we call globalization. That is, was evident. Uh, during COVID, uh, yeah, and I, I, I think also coming together is also important because there are times where I think COVID had an issue mentally for I think the mental cases, um, rates of depression, rates of uh, going up. It was important also to understand that COVID um, put us in a box, but we also had to like. Like I say, think outside, outside, outside that box. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for someone who is uh, visiting uh, Bulawayo or the Malet Tebeleland region, mm. to be specific, um, where is the one place you'd recommend uh, for them to go and eat out? And what would you recommend for them to eat? Okay, I, I think I always say, like here in the city of Bulawayo, if you want to experience authentic African cuisine, that we always push, Makokova will start off there. Uh, if you just go to the townships. It's uh, you'd get because also the food has to also be accompanied in experience with emotion, getting to mingle with people. You, you just can't go to a restaurant and they just offer you food and you just leave with the full uh, time, but there's nothing that you really have experienced. So I think Makoko, but then going if you go outside any rural area, man, Matopo was um, that's one of my favorite to go areas uh, you, you actually experience everything in terms of the humility in terms of the food um, so yeah I think also if Wange we've been to Wange Vic Falls yeah Vic Falls the famous Poma uh, restaurant that offers I don't offers, understand that offers, yeah. I, don't, like, I, uh, I don't understand that restaurant like I need to actually to, spend five days there to, to, to understand, understand yeah. Yeah, I think maybe the issue of pricing there and Others will say the um, capital. It, what's what you call this in culture appropriation? Uh, but that's another debate for another day. Uh, you can also go to places like um, there's an area in Matetsi. There are places that sell authentic indigenous food. There's also um, Vic Falls just between I think 10 kilometers before Vic Falls. There's a guy called Culture Shangun. He does also a, a fabulous job in presenting the, uh, local cuisine in, in Zimbabwe. Yeah, but in Bulawayo. Uh, I would recommend in, in Makokova. Uh, I think Makokova for me. We've actually done a documentary there, so I've actually spent some a week shooting the place. Uh, it's I, not. I, I loved the um, when you went into the house. I, I remember the episode uh, yeah, uh, when you stayed uh, uh, in Makokova and explored. The, yeah, because yeah. also what we have on the show is what's called township tourism, and I, I was inspired by what they do in Soweto. Is like Soweto is like okay, this is the place that they built. For us during uh, apartheid, uh, but it's not fair. But let's just take it and and see what we can do, utilize it to the to the best of our, our abilities. So you look at Soweto, you look at um, uh, Orlando, and so on. So I was like, why can't we have the same system? Like someone, why can't I just go stay in in Makokoba and also encourage people to open the AMP and peace aside, go have a, a lockdown experience. Stay there for five days. You, you, you won't be marked. <laughs> you won't be marked. Uh, those are stories that you see on the media. But uh, personally, you won't be marked. You can actually have an experience that will change your life there. 
Okay, and uh, my last question is for people that are interested in following uh, Magriza Made Mukuk, where can they find the show? How can they support? Um, can they donate some coins? Okay. Can they sponsor? Uh, how can they go about that? Um, I don't know when this uh, podcast will be out, uh, but we, we, well, we've got a target at Magriza. Once we reach 10,000, then we open a Patreon account. Ten thousand subscribers. subscribers. Yeah. How many subscribers? Well, the eight point six, I think. Ah, okay. So almost uh, it is in the belief that we wanted to put out content first, consistency, so that people when when we open that account, uh, there's no reason for you not to donate because we've actually seen the work it's two years now um, going. So when we open, we, when you open the Patreon, please feel free to donate there. But the channel is there on YouTube. Uh, that's our main social media platform. Um, I think we, we spoke just before the recording. In that also these tourism agencies need to be visible on social media. Uh, but also you can see social media is so diverse. You've got Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, then there's YouTube coming as a, a search engine. TikTok, TikTok. You've got WhatsApp now. Um, so I think you have to decide which one is the main one. Which one your customers kind of like? Yeah, I, I think Trevor exactly also which one is uncomfortable. Yeah. Like when we think of you can see other people are so good on Twitter. They were like 500,000 subscribers. <laughs> They'll be like tweeting the whole day. <laughs> so I think you have to like, okay, my... Then the, the people are good on Instagram. The people are good on Facebook. The people are good on YouTube. All of them are doing the same job. I think first you have to decide which one is your main platform. So for Macriza, it is YouTube. Then the other platforms support YouTube. YouTube. Yeah, so if we don't post on social media, it's okay. But if we miss... YouTube. Ah, it's a it's a problem because we've got a relationship. Actually, we say we are hired by Google to do the work, so it's like we miss a day and we've absconded a day. Mm -hmm. we might get a written warning soon. So that's our main YouTube. But uh, in that case, we're also very visible on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Still contemplating on TikTok, but I think we're going to open it very very soon. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think short short yeah concentration span is now low. So yeah. we need to do the short video. So yeah, that's my then website, um, chrisamadmecook.com. So guys, uh, follow uh, Princess Work, support, give them coins. Don't wait for the 10,000. <laughs> Send that money, uh, support the work that they do. Host them, uh, ask them about recommendations for food in Bulawayo, everywhere. Their in DMs same. are open in Zim. Um, Makriza made me cook on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Twitter yeah. Uh, on YouTube, uh, Magriza made me cook. dot uh, com on um, the website. The website uh, you can find all the information, past episodes, upcoming episodes, and the future Patreon account that's going to be set up at ten thousand uh, subscribers. End of this month. End of this month. So we'll post this and uh, also sponsor the podcast. Link in bio. Yes, please, yes, please, sponsor please, the podcast. please sponsor Trevor. Yeah. Uh, let's. Uh, share the podcast with friends, family, whoever, uh, find it everywhere. Uh, that's it from me. Till the next episode. Uh, bye. Cheers.